0: This a glory road for artists who've gone the farthest. Don't let me start this foul. I control, got the pen to touch my soul. Like what you owe to the devil, man, and you ain't even got a plan. Probably gonna lose hope and kick the can. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number nine of Ope Sports with Jordan Adams. I am your host, Jordan Adams, and let's get right into things. Um... Well, let's start with the NHL. Um, you know, I didn't really make a clear pick uh, last time. You know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I picked the uh, Florida Panthers as that was who I wanted to win. Um, you know, I think deep down in my heart, I knew I knew that Vegas was going to win. Um, quite disappointing. Quite disappointing, I gotta say. Um, you know, it's a, it's a shame. They haven't been around very long, and... I, I don't know. I don't know if the success has me just jealous or you know, if I gotta just scream that things are a little unfair, you know, I mean even if the Wild were losing and say the Columbus Blue Jackets were in the finals, I I wouldn't be bitter. I I, I promise you I wouldn't. Uh they've they've paid their dues. They've been in the league. Um you know, I, I just I don't think to have that much much success right away. It's just You know, it it bothers me, Um, but, you know, I've already discussed that. Who cares? They've won, Um, but I had just, you know, a question pop into my head. You know, what if the Wild had never traded Eric Holla and uh, Alex Tuck? Matt Dumba, or, you know, so they wouldn't take Matt Dumba. That was the scare that we were going to lose a top-tier defenseman, and Matt Dumba was the odd man out. And, you know, remember, this isn't Dumbo of today. This is Dumbo when he was a highly skilled offensive player with a huge upside. Um, You know, at the time, I remember being, like, very adamant that I didn't want to lose Matt Dumba, that we needed to retain him. Um you know, nowadays, that's that's not smart. Um, you know, Alex Tuck, it seems like it's another young guy we gave up on. Um, you know, no points yeah, in uh, his time with the Wild, but he only played six games in a Minnesota Wild sweater. He went on to score 109 goals and 147 assists for a total of 256 points in 373 games without Minnesota. Hollis, you know, uh, he had his best stint with the wild but you know he, he's been able to produce in other places um you know those are two two offensive skilled players for for Dumba now Dumba's a good leader now and everything uh he had that big hit in the playoffs but you know he's gone now and those uh I mean I would like to have tuck you know that would have been nice um but just you know a, a simple move like that How would that have hurt Vegas, I wonder? Um, Would they have been so successful? They don't have, uh, you know, with Dumba, or, you know, would Dumba have been a, you know, would he have just had a huge career upside with Vegas instead? Uh, You know, kind of interesting to think about. Um, It's just funny, at the time you look at things and you're so into one perspective, and then, you know, years later you look back at it and you're just... Sitting there like, wow, I feel like an idiot. But you know, you, you never know with these young guys. It could have been a great move, but it just wasn't. And you know, six years later, it's just uh, you're watching them win a Stanley Cup, and you start to just question things a little. I don't know. That's all I had to talk about hockey because, frankly, without the Wild, and it's it's just depressing. Um, on to the NBA, the Nuggets dominate the nba finals winning the series four to one you know it was a really good series overall um the heat didn't give up they didn't they didn't look bad necessarily uh like undeserving i should say uh the shooting was definitely streaky um you know a lot of turnovers it was sloppy basketball on times and then that's on both sides even um but you know denver just you know, it seems like when it came down to it, they could hit the shot. You know, they they would settle down first. They just, you know, played well defensively. It's just, uh, Eric Gordon played, Aaron Gordon played fantastic, uh, defensively. He had such high energy. Um, you know, Jokic, uh, yeah, you know, enough, not enough said. He's, uh, you know, the NBA Finals MVP. Um, Jamal Murray playing great uh you know that whole bench just I mean just what a great team honestly it like I had said before it seemed destined that they were gonna win and uh you know it really does lessen the blow of the Timberwolves loss yeah uh, we lost round one against the the champions um so Gobert has another season he has at least another season to redeem himself uh you know it's a Gobert has to be very pleased that they won, I think, internally, because it has to make you think, uh, you know, it might have saved you a little. Um, You know, but the main thing I can say about the Heat, uh, watching them, Bam Adebayo isn't in his prime yet, and he was probably the best Heat player all series. Um, he, he, He just, he played well. He had some high energy, he was... Getting rebounds, it seemed like you know he he was their guy, and you know I I, I think I think he's a top player, um, going forward on the Heat, uh, I think you know over Butler, especially when Jimmy Butler is going to be 34 in September. I'm not saying he's going to be crap next season, but at some point you slow down. Uh, Kyle Lowry like 37 or something playing. You know, super high, fast pace in the NBA finals, but he's coming off the bench. Uh, and, you know, he's playing significant minutes. I'm not diminishing him at all. Uh, it's very impressive what Lawry's done. Um, but, you know, to be the A1 guy, um, I, I just don't see it continuing much longer. Um, bottom line, the team needs more star power. Um, you know, I, I think Butler can be part of a big three still, and especially with Bam out of bio part of it, um, they just definitely need someone else. Um, I, I'm really not sure who that is. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of tough when you go, they, they, they need someone that can score. They need someone that can take over the game. Um, you know, I, I mean, not that it's going to happen, but someone like a Kawhi Leonard who... You know, is gonna be there getting the points, but you know, he's he's injured all the time, so I don't wanna not that it's even gonna happen in the first place, but you know, his playoff energy when the when the Raptors won, you know, um, a guy that just takes over. He just gets you the buckets, he moves on. You know, Butler was scoring horrendously that last game before they got eliminated, um, like what, two or four points heading into the fourth quarter, and then he had I think it was eleven points or 13 points in a row, you know, all of a sudden he started hitting them, but you know, that's tough as like a top guy. So I I don't know. They, they, they just definitely need some power. Um, I mean, just an impressive run, you know, they were a playing team, eighth seed, you know, beating the bucks, beating the Knicks, beating the Celtics. I'm just wild stuff. And then you know they they did beat Denver. They they were able to beat Denver a game, and you know they they were competitive. They were a competitive team. And the series uh, being you know one four to one doesn't really indicate that, but I think the Heat played better than that kind of indicates. I Just I mean, poor shooting was really the death of them. Um, I don't know. It's uh it's gonna be an interesting offseason there with Miami for sure. Um, but you know just. Uh, a great season overall um especially to their former timberwolf players on the team jimmy butler and kevin love uh, it's nice to see them you know performing um outside of minnesota of course um and then you know congrats to the uh denver nuggets because uh they they played very well all season and yeah they were just a fun team um now they're etched forever in history and you know props, props to both teams for uh providing some entertaining games um, now to the Phoenix Suns, there's quite a lot of news on them. They, um, they hired, uh, head coach Frank Vogel, um, to a five-year, $31 million contract. I mean, those numbers just popped out to me. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with who that was, he, uh, led the Lakers to the NBA title in the 2019, uh, 20 season. That was the, uh, infamous bubble year. Um, so... You know, some people like to put it down, and some people don't. Uh, whatever you think, I mean, he was the head coach of it. Um, and you know, it is kind of a unique situation. So I, I don't know. I think you got to give him kind of props. He's kind of thrown out there because of LeBron James. Uh, I don't know. It's not like they. I, I mean, they got killed in the playoffs. They they had a miraculous run to come back, get in, and you know, make a make a uh, a little march on the, uh, title there, but, um, you know, Denver was not gonna let, let them win for sure, that just, uh, the Lakers are, you know, not as good, They're just simply not as talented, it's a uh, bottom line, um, yeah, I think Frank Vogel could be a, I think he'll be a good coach, you know, I think it's an interesting opportunity for him there, um, I don't know, I just, I don't think the Suns are, they couldn't do it this year, I, They gave a lot of their bench for Durant, and I don't know. Now let's listen to this next news I have. The Suns have released Chris Paul. I know, Chris pauls he's aging. Uh, He's now 38. Okay, that's old. And he's injured a lot. Um, He's played in Phoenix for three years, uh, 70 games played his first year, 65 the next year, and 59 in this most recent season. It's a downwards trend. It's clear and cut. Clearly going down that one year um not that one year every year in the playoffs you know in the big moment when you need him he seems to go down um frankly i'm not that surprised it you know when healthy he's great yeah i think i i don't know if he's super what i'd call great now in his prime he's obviously great but he's more than serviceable i'd say good um you know, it's just really his availability, and, you know, he's starting to get older, and if you weren't able to stay healthy in your younger years, it's tough to believe you're going to stay healthy in your older years, it's just, you know, when you age, things hurt a little more, and he's a very demanding, physical point guard, the way he, you know, attacks the basketball, with steals, and, I mean, his, uh, shooting, you know, offers some longevity to his career, and he's, you know, definitely a playmaker, um, but I think, you know, that tenacity is going to disappear, whether it be from injuries or age or a combination of both. Um, I I just don't think, like, losing him is the death of them winning an NBA championship, because even if he was there on their run, he would surely get hurt at some point in the conference finals or in the NBA finals and turn the tide. So I think what you have to look at Chris Paul now is going to play in a backup role for a title contending team. Um, the team that instantly comes to mind is the Golden State Warriors. Um, you know, some people might think that their their years are done. They're, they're getting some aging players now. Um, you know, if they have their whole core of Curry, Thompson, and Draymond Green. That's, you know, a solid three. Definitely getting older now, but um, Jordan Poole, if he plays like how they did on their run, he's an asset and, you know, gonna help with their next run. Uh, But if he plays like last season, um, he could hurt their chances. Uh, Maybe it's a piece to... You know, moving an I don't know who would want him, but if you you know can dangle him and get someone else, maybe that's the route you take, or maybe you just you know keep some faith in him. Uh, Looney's a quality player. Uh, You know, Golden State has talent still. Imagine him coming in and leading the second unit as a backup behind Curry. When Curry takes a break, Chris Paul can play and give some solid minutes. I mean, obviously your shooting goes down. A little, but Chris Paul is not a bad shooter. He had some playmaking, and you know, I think he can still play solid defense, especially if he's a, a backup point guard. I think that would pose extreme value for Golden State, and I think for Chris Paul it makes a lot of sense. Um I don't know, he he has a lot of options, I guess, if he's gonna be a free agent. Um value in Minnesota, perhaps? Uh, yes. Yes, let's let's say the Minnesota Timberwolves are able to land Chris Paul uh, as their starting point guard, even if it's only for a year, two years, you know, whatever it is, a 38-year-old Chris Paul is probably better than most options you have. I mean, what do we have now, a 37-year-old Mike Conley? I, I don't know. I think that would be great to have a playmaking uh, leader next to Ant. Even if he's hurt, you know, the leadership might be beneficial. Um, Kind of depends what what he wants to do. I think he wants to go more on a title run, but I think we're going to make some moves this offseason, the Minnesota Timberwolves, especially with Carl Anthony towns, but uh, just for the purpose of now, um, you know, say you bring Chris Paul into the fold with the core of Jade McDaniels, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony towns, um, Mike Conley's still here. You may, may push him to a backup and obviously Anthony Edwards, um, Amongst others, Nas Reed. Um, that's a pretty talented squad. If they're healthy and they get their act together, and I think a real leader could do that. Uh, if Rudy Gobert and Chris Paul could mesh and you know be a good leadership foundation. We're one of the few teams that actually has the size to match up against um, Jokic and the the, uh, Denver Nuggets. Obviously, they were a much bigger team than the Heat. Uh, I suppose I forgot to mention that. It's not just shooting. It was definitely size. Um, I don't know. I think uh, if if the Wolves could lure Chris Paul here, that would be extremely beneficial for the Wolves. Uh, I don't know if it would be very beneficial for Chris Paul. Uh, Titles, you know unlikely here in minnesota but i could see some cinderella story with chris paul coming to minnesota i mean what if he finally got his championship coming to minnesota like there's talk of him being you know i mean obviously he's a hall of famer but there's talk of him being you know i don't know how you rank him top five top three i mean some people probably say he's the best i i obviously disagree with that but um if he won a title in Minnesota, it goes back to that LeBron James talk or Anthony Edwards talk. You win one here, you win one here, And that means a whole hell of a lot more than it does anywhere else. Um, hey, I'm going to do my recruiting now. Jordan Adams with Ope Sports. We want Chris Paul. Let's make it happen. Uh, on to other NBA news. Zion Williamson drama. Now this, this news is... It's kind of sad, but it's mostly funny. Um, the 2019 draft had Zion Williamson going first overall and John ja Morant going second overall. Um, you know, Zion Williamson's been a all-star. He's been a good player when healthy, but Notice I said when healthy, Uh, injuries are definitely a concern. Um, You know, in his years playing in the season, uh, four years he's been in the league, it's uh, 24 games his rookie year, then 61 games played, then out for the entire season, and then 29 games. I mean, frankly, that's just, (laughs) it's not acceptable. So you already got problems there. Now let's add some more drama on top of it. You know, first off, he announces you know that his uh, girlfriend's pregnant. Um, you know, good for him. Congratulations. Everything's happy. But this is the NBA, so let's hold up here. There's definitely more to the story. This news led to adult film star Moriah Mills to um, basically put out information about an affair with Zion Williamson just the information uh you know it's kind of funny sharing the text messages and him saying you know why are you sharing this i can't believe you do this to me yada 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 what are you doing man i mean i get you know you're you're just a kid but dude you're 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 like endorsed you're you know you're already fringe getting hurt and, and then this is what you're going to do? Like, I don't know, man. You you, know, you just watch it happen to John ja Morant. Like, it's just, it, it's shocking to say the least. Um, I don't know, man. This girl said you spit in her mouth. That's NBA news, I guess. Crazy stuff. <laughs> so anyways, let's go to more serious stuff. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, to um, Declines a $22.8 million player option. Uh, Van Fleet, um, quality player. Um, you know, he was an important part on their run when they won the title. I know they, you know, they wouldn't have done it without Kawhi Leonard, but he, he kind of came onto the scene that year, really. Uh, you know, that was his coming out party and he declined it, leaving, you know, they've already lost Kawhi, um, you know, things aren't looking too good in Toronto. Uh, I don't know why they got rid of their coach too. Uh, you know Nick Nurse. It's just, it's just I I don't I don't understand. Uh, it seems to be a trend too, getting rid of these coaches who win titles. I, why break it up so quick? I just I don't understand. But you know, like I said, you lose Kawhi. You can't really you gotta you gotta cut people some slack. You know that's like. You know, Cleveland, when they lost LeBron James, how how do you recover? They didn't until they got LeBron James back. You you just don't recover from that stuff easily. It just doesn't happen. Um, You know, what teams might he be good? You know, I already discussed the Heat needing star power. I, I don't think he'd fit too well in Miami overall, but, you know, if you can't add anyone... I don't know. I, <laughs> you need to add someone, but I don't think he's your guy there. Uh, the Lakers, you know, they're always wanting players, and D'Angelo Russell's not coming back there. They do need a point guard. I I think that actually makes some sense. Uh, I I don't know. I don't think he's like gonna be the guy that pushes him over the hump either, but. I think he'd be solid. I think that team actually makes sense. And there's the the Spurs. Um, they're obviously going to draft. Uh, I can't even remember, isn't it Victor uh, W? Dan, can't remember how to pronounce it. Um, you know, he's going to need players around him. Uh, you know, veterans and people to take the the pressure off him and you know develop chemistry. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. But kind of depends what you know what he wants to do um, comes kind of to the line of, you know, you want money, you want to be like the guy, or do you want to, you know, be one of the guys and on a true championship team, you know, are you willing to take a back seat and be the number two or three guy, um, and I think that's where he thrives, um, you know, Kawhi was the number one, Siakam was the number two, and he had so much depth where, you know, uh, Gasol, um, uh, Shoot, I can't remember everyone's name. There's the other tall guy. Um boy, it's been a couple years now, I guess. Um I'd say he's probably the number three, number four guy on that team. Um and that seems to be where he thrived. Um, so I don't think he should go to a team where he's like the guy. Um, you know, maybe like the Spurs, he'd kinda of be the guy for, you know, a couple games until Victor's like ready to I mean you know he's obviously going to be their guy but you know sometimes it takes a a few games sometimes it takes a few weeks sometimes you know you struggle your first season there's a lot of things that could happen uh, it's, it could be difficult to adjust it could be easy I, I that makes sense to me I I really think the Lakers or the Spurs are the most likely for him um We'll have to see, but uh, tough news for Toronto overall. Uh, on to NFL news. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback, will grace the cover of Madden 24. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, but was Justin Jefferson snubbed? I mean, the catch? That would have been a pretty cool cover, uh, his catch over the Buffalo Bills. Um Odell Beckham Jr. got the cover when he had his The Catch. So, I don't know. It would have been kind of cool. But, you know, the history of Madden curses, um, you know, I had been looking over the years and, like, it seemed like wide receivers generally avoided it. But, um, you know, I think Antonio Brown had an all right season when he was on it. But we know what happened in the future. So maybe it's best if Justin Jefferson just... Isn't on the cover. Um that's <laughs> that's all I gotta say on that one. Um I guess other bills news, um, defensive tackle Ed Oliver, he's uh 25 years old, just signed a four-year, sixty-eight million dollar contract with forty-five million dollars guaranteed. Um, you know, no Pro Bowls, but he's a good defensive player. 14 and a half sacks, four force fumbles and a safety in four years. You know, he's a quality player, and, you know, you win games in the trenches. Um, but I got to say, a team a team's getting a little expensive. You know, Allen's contract's big. Diggs is getting paid. Now you got this guy. Um, they have a talented team. Like, you know, people are going to keep wanting to get paid. They're going to have to let people go. Um, and I, I think they still need help, especially in the running game. But... Um, we'll have to see if they maybe address that this uh season and figure things out finally and don't rely so much on the air attack, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a good signing, but you got to wonder um, you know, is there is this going to help with their title chances overall? I, I don't know. Um, now Saquon Barkley um was given the franchise tag after Daniel Jones uh signed a huge contract. Um, Now, he is not at mandatory minicamp, and he hasn't signed his franchise tag yet. Um, So, listen, he's a two-time Pro Bowler uh, with three 1,000-yard rushing seasons. Um, So, in his career, he has 4,249 rush yards, 1,820 receiving yards, 37 total touchdowns. Um, The issue is his game's played. He's played five years. He started out at 16 games played. Then he went to 13 games played, which isn't the end of the world for a running back. You know, sometimes you get beat up, but it's a little concerning so young. And we have two games played and then 13 games played again and then 16 games played. So you have two really healthy seasons. You have two where he's, you know, missing a few games, but able to play. And then one where he's just really struggling to stay on the field. And now let's remember: um, two seasons ago, he when he played thirteen games uh, the second time, he was not performing well at all. He was playing abysmally. I mean, really, I think he had like one good game, maybe it was just even one good run that I remember. It, it was a really sad year overall. Like I, th- I really thought Saquon Barkley was done. And then this last year, he had a resurgence, and. Balled incredibly well. The run attack with him and Daniel Jones is great. Killed the Vikings in the playoffs, and you know, Barkley's a really special runner. Um, I like him a lot. I know that running backs are devalued, but <laughs> look, you gave Daniel Jones that contract, and he does not deserve it. You get rid of Barkley in the backfield. Daniel Jones is worth even less. He's not worth that right now. You take away Barkley, he's not worth even $10 less than that. Frankly, he's not a good quarterback. He can run it. I think you take away Barkley, you really hurt that offense. You gotta sign him. You made him a high overall pick, and I understand that running back's a little devalued right now, but who do you have at wide receiver leading your offense? I mean, seriously, Daniel Jones isn't that great of a, of, a, of, a, of a player. He's not. I don't think the Giants are that great of a team. I, I just I just don't. You take away Barkley from that equation and you really take away their big home run hitter. The Giants do not scare me without Barkley. But with Barkley alone, they're legitimate. He, he's that type of running back. They aren't they don't grow on trees anymore and, he, and he's really that good i i i think it's baffling that that they haven't been able to come up with a deal how, how did you get jones you signed him and, and now you're just saying no to barkley i i, I really don't understand that i mean maybe it's you thinking oh it's too much money committed or look you, you, what are you gonna do I mean, no one's really... I don't think he'd have much trade value out there because if he's not signing that, he wants a long-term deal. Not a lot of teams want to give that deal. So I don't think you're you're giving up mu- I mean, it's not like some team's going to sign him to a big deal with for a first-round pick as well. Like, maybe you could get a seventh-round pick or something. You're just not getting anything for him. And if you let him walk, you wasted that draft uh, capital, and again, you took away your explosive guy. I, I, you don't have a choice here. You gotta sign Saquon Barkley unless you want to be a loser. That's that's really the end of it. So I, I'm hoping to see Barkley get signed because the league's more exciting with him in there and that's that's just the truth. Um, in other news, Frank Clark, the former uh, Kansas City Chief defensive end, has signed a one-year 7.5 Five dollar deal with 5.5 million guaranteed i signed with the denver broncos uh, just turned 30 this is a two-time champ three-time pro bowler 58 and a half career sacks now let's look in the playoffs 13 and a half sacks in 17 games he elevates himself he elevates himself when the team needs that sack. He's the guy that makes that game changing play. Um, yeah, the first run that the, uh, chiefs made, I believe he had five sacks during that playoff run. Um, you know, w- without him, I don't know if they win these titles. He's, he's, he's really that impact guy defensively. Cause I mean, the offense has got it on lock, but sometimes, you know, in order to give Mahomes that you need that defensive guy. And Frank Clark was him. um, <laughs> the Broncos need to do something. They really need to do something. Uh, you know, Chiefs can't afford everyone, so they let him walk, and then he goes to a division rival. A uh, big win for the Bron- for the Broncos. They don't got to deal with him. Russell Wilson doesn't have to deal with him now. That inherently makes him better. And now you, you force Mahomes to deal with him. Um, maybe he knows some secrets. Maybe... I think that we're, we're, that's where he could be valuable. Um... I I don't see the Broncos doing that well, though, but um, I think it just, it makes that division a little more interesting, I think, because the Chiefs are, they're not, it's not like they've lost their Super Bowl window without him, Um, you know, they're going to figure it out, they're going to have other guys, and with Mahomes, you always have a chance, until Mahomes retires, he's going to be in the Super Bowl conversation, so i don't think it hurts them as much as it really helps the broncos um like i said though he you know turns 30 he just turned 30 um it's only a one-year deal um you know if things don't work out he's probably walking and even if he does how, how much long how much more can he give you how much more can he give you really um and i, I think it's a smart move with the chiefs you know um He's he's still in his prime at thirty, but because uh, I consider your prime twenty seven to thirty one, so he's about to exit his prime. And the Chiefs has got the best years out of him, really. Um, so it's a it's a smart move on their part. Uh, now James Robinson has been waived by the New England Patriots, which is just w- wild to me. He signed a, a two year eight million dollar deal, and then it's just released three months later. Um, you know, a thousand yard rushing rookie season that, that he, he impressed me. I I was I was really shocked when they drafted Travis Etienne. Um I, I mean, I, I guess now, you know, he, he's a really good running back too, but yeah, the Jags had issues. They really had issues, and I don't think you should target someone when you when you have someone like, you know, Robinson was a was a good uh undrafted find. You know, he's contributing at a position that doesn't have much value. So, it made sense to hang on to him, but hey, they uh they moved him on to the Jets and he wasn't able to find any playing time there. So, you know, he moved on free agency and he's already off the Patriots. So, that's that's maybe telling, but um, you know, 2262 rush yards, 617 receiving yards and 23 touchdowns over the course of 3 seasons. Um, you know, he's an effective player. He he didn't he didn't play well with the Jets like I said, but um, you know, he did really play well with the Jaguars um what about him entering the uh the Vikings running back room that might be fun, but yeah I just got released <laughs> and, uh, that maybe makes me think you know they, they, they signed him two years eight million and then they, they three months later like you know I uh I got buyers or more so I'm done and that's maybe maybe telling so maybe uh, maybe the Vikings should overall uh, avoid that situation, but I definitely hope he finds a home. Um, even if it's back with the Jags as, you know, a second or third string, you know, maybe that's just the type of player he is where he's just going to be that, uh, backup. Um, you know, I think he can do fine in a backup role for sure. He'd be a top tier backup, but I, he played well as a starter. Um, but there's, there's a, there's a ton of running backs out in the market right now. So, I think these running backs are definitely going to have to lower their asking costs, um, and be willing to accept backup or third string roles if they, you know, want to be employed. Um, it's crazy overall. I mean, there, there's some real talent out there. Uh, but moving on, um, Vikings tight end Ben Ellefson has retired. Um, three receptions and 26 yards with the Vikings over his career, um, just with us. I also played with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, um, you know, not, not, not a huge loss overall. Um, but he did retire. So if you're wondering where he is in the, uh, this season, that's, that's what happened. Um, and then the Vikings signed wide receiver Garrett Mogg. Um, now this guy's kind of intriguing, 6'4", 209 pounds, uh, played a UND, Um, and over the course of his college career, he, uh, piled up 162 receptions, 2,152 yards and 18 touchdowns in 49 games. Uh, he had previously worked out with the Giants, um, you know, we got a crowded receiving room, um, yeah I, more the more the merrier though I mean maybe he's gonna be great and we have you know another option or you know another depth piece in case someone goes down um I'm all for it you know i I really want to see some competition during training camp but we we know we got our number one and um in Justin Jefferson, but you know, I, I don't want to see Addison given that spot. I want to see him work for it, earn it, and have to, you know, compete with these other guys. I want to see him win it, but I want to see him earn it. Um, and I think this is another wide receiver that's gonna, you know, push and make everyone better. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, Vikings defensive end Marcus Davenport on his year one expectations in Minnesota. I quote, I only got one expectation, and that's the Super Bowl, end quote. Um, wow. Wow. Um, the Vikings winning their first Super Bowl this season. Possible. It's possible. Um, and last year just seemed really magical. Uh, almost part of me thought, this is the year. This is that unlikely year. We're, we're, we're finally going to do it. And it all came crashing down in person for me. Um, defensively, I think this team did get a lot better. Now, a Super Bowl becomes a hell of a lot more likely if Davenport, Davenport, if he can play to his highest potential, Pro Bowl, All-Pro level. If he does that, get into the quarterback as a pass rusher, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Look at this receiving core. Cousins isn't as bad as people say. The O-line's fixed. The O-line's fixed. There's one position that really concerns me. Only one. And that's right guard. He had to have gotten better. Or someone's got to get better. Someone's got to be there. Uh, the, the offense looks scary. Hawkinson with a full offseason? And now you're going to give me Brian Flores as a defensive coordinator? Come on. Murphy... All those rookie defensive backs that missed time last year coming back. Ah, all the rookies we got this year. I'm sorry, there is no way, there is no way in hell our defense is worse than it was last year. The offense could be better. Super Bowls, it could happen this year. If, if those are Davenport's expectations, buckle up. And you, you take the driver's seat, Davenport. You lead this defense. You rush that quarterback and, you know, make us ever forget that we had Zadarius Smith. Please do that in a Super Bowl? Hey, crazier things have happened. Uh, Rick Spielman, he was sent new game balls after losing them in Hurricane Ian. Um, You know, Ziggy and Mark Wolf just seem to be, you know, great owners. They seem to really take care of their players, their staff, and you know that that makes me really happy that he did this because how often do you talk about a former boss who let you go oh he did something really nice wow you know what i don't don't got much bad things to say about the guy that's rare that that's rare hey maybe he hates him in the back of his mind but you know that is a really nice thing to do i think um and it just goes to show, you know, when the Vikings got ranked as like the number one um, organization by the players. And I think, you know, this type of stuff gets around the league. You know, you don't want to just make players happy. You want to make staff happy. You know, you want them to stay on when they get contract offers to move somewhere else. You want your guy to say, you know what? I really like it here. They treat me well. I want to stay. Or, you know, someone goes and leaves and then things don't work out. Maybe they want to have a reunion. Maybe You know, they really liked it in Minnesota. The grass isn't always greener. And, you know, I, I think that's the bottom line of what it does. Uh, now, Danielle Hunter is skipping at minicamp. Um, you know, he's only going to be paid $4.9 four, 4. 9 in base salary. Um, but, look, his contract was front-loaded, and he collected while hurt. I mean, last year when he restructured his deal, we gave him some of the money again last year. And yeah, he he stayed healthy last year and played pretty well, but what the hell, dude? Seriously, what the hell? We paid you when you were hurt. We needed you. And he still got the money. And now you want to sit out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think he is a good player, and that, that is an underpaid number, but... It was front load. He, he got money. It's not like he's hurting for money. And this might be his next last, you know, big contract. And the Vikings don't have a lot of talent on defense. Is that is you know, the question is, do you sign him? Do you trade him? What are you going to do? This is a guy with 71 sacks, three Pro Bowls, and a second uh, team All-Pro. It's going to be 29 in October. What do you do? I mean, it it is such a valuable position, Um, but look, he hasn't shown out in the playoffs ever as like a step-up guy when you need him like Frank Clark did, and you know, they let him go, and that's a championship-winning team. I I really don't know. I, I feel like Daniel Hunter is an extremely talented player, but that attitude just irks me, and the injury history scares me. I think it really depends on the value. If you can get a lot of value for moving him, you know, you probably got to just accept it and, and and move on from the headache. But you know, if, if you're not fielding any offers and you're not going to get anything for this guy, you're going to be hard pressed to find someone in free agency, the seventh round, the sixth round, that can contribute like Daniel Hunter 71 sacks. At one point he was on pace to have the all time sack record in the NFL. Um, you know, he's a good player. He's, he's definitely a good player. Um, I I was just really hoping to see him play this year. Um, it's, just, it, it, it's just a big bummer. It's really nice that Justin Jefferson isn't holding out. You know, he and he, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid handsomely. And, you know, makes me just hope that we <laughs> pay him and keep him even more because he seems to like such a team guy. Um, now, uh, moving on, though, uh, Delvin Cook has officially been released. Four-time Pro Bowler. In 2022, he rushed for 1,173 yards and eight touchdowns. Um, Over the course of his career, 5,993 rush yards, 1,794 receiving yards, 52 total touchdowns. 47 of those were rushing TDs. He did that all in six years. Um... He's almost 28. Uh, the Vikings saved $9 million, uh, $5.1 million in dead cap this season. Um, you know, he is one of the best running backs in Vikings franchise history. Uh, the numbers don't lie, they don't. He's obviously a far cry from Adrian Peterson, so it's easy to dismiss him. Um, Adrian Peterson was out of this world. We're probably never going to see a running back in a Vikings uniform that talented uh Dalvin Cook might seriously be the the best running back you see after Adrian Peterson in your lifetime. It's it's possible. Uh his his main thing was injuries. Um fumbles seemed to be an issue at points, but so was so was AP. So was AP, You can't be a hypocrite here. Um I, I the the it really makes sense. Uh it, it's a little sad, but but you know, it makes sense. Um there's a lot of teams he might go to. His mutual interest with Miami, but I've heard that Daniel, or De, uh, excuse me, Dolphin Cook wants a large contract. He doesn't want a little small deal. Um, yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting because a team like Buffalo that may have used his services and and that he could have been a guy that you know propelled that team because they do need a running game and that could have been a difference maker but if he wants money buffalo seems extremely unlikely um but miami it's possible i i think i think that could work out but miami's not a super bowl team uh two is too injury prone i you know i I don't see that changing but i i hope it does i because two is an exciting player um, the Chicago Bears, though, I would keep my eye on that team. They got a crap ton of money. They also play the Minnesota Vikings, so Dalvin Cook might be more interested in, you know, sticking it to his former team. I could see it happening. You know, um, he's a good player that can catch uh, some easy balls from Justin Fields, who doesn't seem to be that great at throwing. Um, could be it could be an interesting dynamic there. But again, it, it's What do you want, Delvin? Do you want the money? Do you want a championship? What do you want? Um, So that means Alexander Madison is now running back one, uh, 693 yards and five touchdowns and six career starts. Uh, Over his career, he's had 1,670 rush yards, 11 rush touchdowns, 526 receiving yards, and three receiving touchdowns over the course of 59 games. Um, You know, he's a solid running back. Uh... I think he can contribute um, and fill those shoes that Delvin Cook left behind. I think there's definitely a a step back in talent. Madison probably doesn't have that burst, but um, you know he has found the end zone. We've seen him find the end zone. Um, he seems to play fine when we don't have Delvin Cook, and I, I didn't like when we would force feed Delvin Cook, so. I'm kind of kind of looking forward to seeing how this uh, offense moves. Um I think it shows you know we've had confident we have confidence in Madison. Uh, I think it's kind of gonna be more running by running back by committee. um but you know, I think Madison will be the the primary guy and I'm excited to see what he can do. um the Vikings offense is just it's gonna be fun this year. It's definitely gonna be fun. um but now that these cuts have been made, the vikings have 17.8 million dollars available in cap why are we releasing cook now Uh, i know there's you know what do you want to do with danielle hunter what's the future of kirk cousins justin jefferson needs a deal uh etc etc um but what about now what about this season 17.8 million is not going to be all used up in this season He might uh, wiggle some of that to get players on board, Daniel Hunter, but you're still going to have a sizable amount of cash. And there's some big free agents out there: DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver; Yannick Nagakwe, defensive end; Marcus Peters, cornerback; and Dalton Reisner, um, guard. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I've already talked about him. He's a you know a great wide receiver, but we're probably too crowded of a receiving room, and we don't really need another alpha. But I- <laughs> if DeAndre Hopkins said, "I want to play for Minnesota," I mean. I don't know. It's tough to say no to that. Um, Yannick Nagakwe, he played here before. He's the guy that we traded, got from Jacksonville, and then dished him for a later pick like two or three weeks later. Uh, That was so stupid. Um, You know, I think he might be able to help pass rushing situation, but uh, it might be more of if you move on from Daniel Hunter, he might be a good target. Um, I probably don't see him coming here with Hunter and... Davenport on the roster. Um Marcus Peters, though, that that is a likely guy. That is a likely that is a likely pick. Um we need cornerback help. We desperately need cornerback help. And he's a playmaker. He's definitely a playmaker. Uh, you know, we already have Murphy. We got these young guys uh that we drafted this year and last year. Um Yeah, I, I want more competition. You can't have more comp you can't have enough competition at cornerback after watching last season, and uh, Reisner at guard. Uh, Like I was saying, right guard. I am questioning that position. Someone's got to get better. Maybe he's improved or someone else has. Reisner, Reisner, pick him up if you are not satisfied. The fact that we haven't makes me think there's an improvement or they've fixed this right guard spot. But if the right guard plays abysmally and it's June with this guy still out... (laughs) We're going to start looking at this GM a little, um, a little bit, you know, come back to this podcast if that's happened because he's already made some questionable moves in the draft. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We made these moves. Something, something's gotta happen. Something's gotta happen. Um, anyways, that is all for today. Uh, Glad we're able to talk about all these sports. Um, I'm not sure when the next podcast will come, but we have another special guest upcoming in the next episode or two. So I am excited about that. Uh, Have a great night, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan Adams signing off. This a glory roll for artists who going the farthest Don't let me start this foul out control, got the pen that to touch my soul Like what you owe to the devil man And you ain't even got a plan Probably gonna lose hope and kick the can